Hi, Mark. Good evening, everyone. It is that time again. That's not fair. Oh, uh, I got Yakko Pinky stuck in my head right about now. You're welcome, all. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because Dallin and Joey and me, we got riling on news stories that we're passing over tonight so we can do it next week because uh, part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. You can find me pretty much anywhere under that, S-H-U-J-I-N. You can even find me on uh, Jake Far Wharton show every once in a while. Not this week because he apparently had other people to talk to. It's fine. It's, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Not holding a grudge or nothing. I'm also thirsty. Whatever. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody because uh, we got stuff that is hanging over our heads. And I get to preview part of it for you. Mm-hmm. Top left-hand corner of North America, where um, is is the moon still red for you out there, by the way, Dallin? Oh, very much. So is the sun. Jesus. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, no, it's not the second coming, folks. No, it, it, it's not. Uh, it's just the fact that um, British California is on fire. For those of you that don't understand it, look at the freaking map. Yeah, look, look at everything on the West Coast. Yeah. And West then Coast ask yourself... Yeah, and then ask yourself, why in the hell would you want to live there? It's, it's fake news. Yeah, we'll climate come... change is fake news. We're, we're, we'll get, we'll get there. Um, okay, right now at this point, I don't give two shits about the fact about any kind of climate change. The fact is, um, yeah, to, to quote Henry Rollins, like you know, right, right now the evening news is basically the shit is on fire show. Okay. Um, <laughs> But that that right now is a fact. The shit is on fire. All um, of it. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, all the shit is all on the fire. Things are burning. Yes, everything is burning. Um, except for the one thing that should be burning, a particular hotel. Yeah. Um, going, With nobody in it, of course. Yeah. Nobody in it. But sort of going to the 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 topic that we're going to be looking at next week. Um, I can only say this. We as a group right now could very easily disassemble this thing and probably take a very large poke at it with no problem. But there is something utterly cathartic about bringing in the howitzer to blow up the gopher hole. Am I right? Just ask ask Bill Murray. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Plastic. Yes. I'm laughing my butt we, off when I saw yes, that. Yes, we are waiting for our heretic if, uh, Bill Murray if, to uh, to tackle that particular goal. If, if you want to kill the rodent, you must think like the rodent. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there from <laughs> south and just a little bit to the right of Dallin. However, in the Midwest of the U.S. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. You holding up uh, pretty good right now. You said yeah. Oh, I do who what? You're holding up pretty well right now, you said. Uh, considering, yeah. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. From south of me over into uh, Pittsburgh. Good morning, Joey. Yeah, what's so good about it? You're alive, and there is no extinction level event going on. Mm. Again, I ask you, what's so good about it? <laughs> um, 
I'm going to use a meme right about now. He's not wrong. And from just outside of, uh, yeah, they've still got jobs. We'll see how long that lasts. Good morning on Renault Tech. Mm. It's it's morning, but uh, I'm 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 gonna have to take a take a rain check on the whole good part. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because you know if tensions get much higher, I live right down the street from a nuclear power plant on one side of me and a military base on the other. Mm. You know, it's it would not end well for me if something just. Broke wide were to occur i mean I, there'd, there'd be no point in running that's true where are you gonna go <laughs> i have two ways out <laughs> both of them are blocked <laughs> both are targets see uh, well, do, you do know, what i'm planning on doing just hijack a boat and go to the middle of the international line and you can't get out from here in that respect. Well, okay. whose fault is that? All I know is I, I got a bottle of rum over there, and I would definitely do my damnedest to make sure that that thing was gone. Shujin, to answer your question, Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I state for the record, it's not wrong. I blame Eisenhower for the entire the entirety of I-95. And really all the other eyes thereof. But uh, Tech, in that kind of situation, all you got to do is grab, make sure you've got your graham crackers, your, your marshmallows, and your Hershey bar, and you're set. And personally, I think the world could use a little bit of extinction level mix-up right now. Mm. By the way, I'd like to say good morning to Stephanie, Felis, and Shauna, who are currently on our live chat. Oh, yes, from the YouTube uh, channel. Yes, and Felix, that you're right. Uh, any day I wake up above ground is a good day, especially when you consider uh, how many people used to be buried alive back in the day. There's <laughs> a reason why they call it awake, but you can look that up for yourself. <laughs> anyway, oh, oh, oh. I spent a good portion of my life underground, and it was some of the best times I ever had. We're not doing Minecraft anymore. We've been through this. <laughs> remember, don't Actually, mine at night. No, yeah. no, no, you don't understand. I wasn't playing Minecraft. I was playing Survivor, the real game. Yeah, I know. I know. And see, I, I can get away with saying that because I just started a new, uh, a new Feed the Beast round because, um, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to update all the magic stuff. And the, the only way that I could do that was to... I am a little mad at Microsoft right now, though. Or Mojang. I'm not sure who's to blame. Why is that? I had to buy my way back into Minecraft. Oh. Mm. My account was so my account was so old that I had not migrated it in time and uh, they Yeah, yep. your, your account doesn't exist anymore. Oh, but you can't use the same username you had before. What? Yeah, yeah. See, there's a there's a there's a you see. This is what happens when database migrations go horribly wrong. All oh, of them? No, only the ones that are under IIS. Uh, wrong application, but okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going. See, I'm going with that because uh, that would be the International Incontinence Station. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, uh, tech again he's not wrong you're right that's gonna be that somehow i get the funny feeling that's the way it's gonna be tonight that's what it's gonna feel anyway what that you're right no you that, should be happy well see now now i got now i got music running through my head i appreciate it anyway of course as always everybody who's watching live thank you very much we do appreciate it and, uh, please continue to go ahead and type it type it and let us know how you feel about stuff because yeah next week your fingers are going to get a workout consider tonight um a dress rehearsal um <laughs> i will i will go ahead and i will say uh before i go ahead and get everything rolling for tonight that um I decided to intentionally leave the story out of Pennsylvania out of tonight's show. Partly because it's too new. I don't want to go half cocked on this thing. I want to make sure that a little bit more time has had for a little more investigative work. And truth be told, I don't want Heretic Woman to miss out on this opportunity. So don't worry, it's coming next week. Oh yes, it will be coming next week. Yeah, and 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 honestly, all I can think of is, you know, just as she's introduced next week. Oh yeah, in the back of my head is going to be playing this one particular scene from Star Wars, mm-hmm. where they went mm-hmm. commence primary ignition. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and and then when we get into the topic, you may fire when ready. Yep, it's gonna be you know atomic batteries to power, turbines, turbines to speed. speed. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? Go right ahead, Lincoln Futura out the door. Anyway, oh, oh, okay. Sorry, thing. sorry. When you said Futura, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh no, no, that's Fortune. I'm thinking of. Never mind. It's a whole uh, other. That's a yes, whole other completely thing. unrelated. That's uh, quite so much. So, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna open us up for tonight's show. And I will uh, I will tell you that if you did look through the show notes and and everything in the links for uh, for the show, you probably saw something that you kind of wondered, what really. Uh, I know, I know, but um, trust me, there's a reason. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. The video that I'm making reference to is called Raise This Barn, and it's one of the pieces of music from My Little Pony. Yes, that My Little Pony. And that was going through my head earlier as I was trying to piece together what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I waited until today. Raise this barn. You may have noticed that it's actually spelled wrong, or so some people would think. Far as I'm concerned with what happened in Pennsylvania, like I said, a little bit of a preview. Far as I'm concerned, raise it to the ground. R-A-Z-E. Burn it, dismember it, completely obliterate it, crater it off the face of the planet. There are a lot of times where you can say something has outlived its usefulness. And brother, organized religion, 
religion has outlived its usefulness well outlived at this point yeah once upon a time there is something that could be there's an argument that could be made that you know once upon a time it was at least something resembling law and order even if it wasn't exactly what one would call just and moral And then they went ahead and they sucked up whatever qualified as um, money or bartering power. So they had the ability of organizing paperwork and fostering the arts. Was it for a good cause? No, not really. They kept records on births and deaths and that kind of thing, so... You know, there was something to be said for it because we can go looking back through all those old records and find out where people emigrated from back in the old days when before you had a city you had a town before you had a town you had a village before you had a village in a lot of places you had a parish and that's where all the paperwork was stored so there are a number of people who come from immigrant families all over the world where they can't trace themselves back too much further because, well, the paper is all burned down in the, you know, when the only place where the paperwork was kept burned to the ground because, you know, lightning hit the structure. Man. Freaking Thor getting his heart on, you know? But it's time. It's well past time. It's long past time. Europe has already gone to be mostly secular. As a as a as a generality, it's kind of like. Uh, admittedly, I'm pulling a number out of my butt at the moment. But if you go with most of Europe at this point, I think it averages out to roughly seventy five percent roughly are non-religious or at the very least not organized religious they are the nuns whereas here in the u.s it's most definitely the opposite now what have we got for it over here we got people who justify keeping slaves and not justifying beating kids and not running roughshod over their spouse or not comes down to this when an organization systemically brings harm to society the answer is clear there's no debate there's no second guessing it it simply is a statement of truth being the Catholic barn needs to simply go away completely utterly and irrevocably and before you go ahead and try to change my mind there are a thousand people that we know of in Pennsylvania that you should try to convince first 
It's one state out of 50. How many are we going to know about tomorrow? It's episode 223 on the docket, Your Honor. Penalty on sportsmanlike conduct. Sorry, let me do this correctly. Penalty on the play. Unsportsmanlike conduct. I like being able to have that echo thing. See, you don't even have to do that in post now. Because the the uh, you know, we've we've run into the problem over the last couple of years where it seems like and this is not just politics here in the US, where people are simply one side or another, the orange and the green. And they are just if if you ain't with me, you against me, and screw y'all, and we're just gonna go ahead and kill everybody until there's nobody left to argue with. Where once upon a time, it used to be, we've got a problem. You think it needs to be solved this way. I think it needs to be solved this way. Let's discuss. And then come up with a solution that may not be the best of all worlds, but at least isn't the worst of them either. So we're going to go through a lot of that because it. Yeah, a lot of it is happening here in my home country, but you know, I keep trying to make sure that we're not just talking about my country. This is something that's been going on a little bit too much all over the place. With Heretic Woman not being here, however, the only update that I've got for you guys on Rafe Badawi is, well, as I mentioned last week about his sister having been picked up and a number of other female activists, which are getting the short end of the shaft right now which is just annoying. And of course, you know, the piss and match between Canada and Saudi Arabia, which again, we kind of talked a little about last week and well, um, yeah, I don't get it. Unfortunately, however, we don't have any new news other than what's still out there. News cycle. So as of the recording of tonight's show, this is now six years, two months, three days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting and we're still hoping. So let's start off with the nice and fun way to slide into this whole thing. Bridget, you remember the expression, the commercial do you remember when things used to be easier back then? Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> oh, that's that's a big meme on Reddit. Yeah. Do you remember just... when horsepower actually meant something? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I was basically channeling when I was trying to describe <clears throat> you know, how we're going to end up talking about this. I remember when it, uh, admittedly, I was not really political, you know, in my high school years. I kind of saw what was going on, but uh, yeah, I, I did not follow a lot because I was not taught to follow a lot. But I can still remember when it used to be. Republicans have got one idea as to how things are supposed to work. Democrats have got a different idea as to how things are supposed to work. Libertarians have their own green, conservative, uh, the, uh, Shoot, who the hell was it that um, Ralph Nader? Uh, he, he he just ran independent. 
independent. Okay. They, they've, everybody's got their own way of, of how to do stuff. But everybody came together to the table and said, okay, let's figure out what are our plans? How would they work? How can they work? Will they work better? And at least hashed it out and said, you know, when all was said and done, they, they came together and said, okay, you know, we, we hashed out a deal. Uh, this works out good. This works out good. It may not be the best, but it sure as hell ain't the worst. We're not going to end up in a radioactive dust bowl when all is said and done. Yeah. But, you know, before we get, you know, before we get done with tonight, I really want to get through the question of, is this, is this a pipe dream to even consider that? Try to get back to that. Are we past that? Because spoilers, I sure as hell hope not. My head is really spinning into a a bit of a complex scenario about this. So bear with me. <laughs> not a worry. All right. At least three of us on this panel have been old enough to see a couple of generations go through the educational system over the years. We've seen perhaps our, well, ourselves, uh, perhaps our children, and in some cases, um, our grandchildren are starting to go through it as well. A again, I'm just throwing it out there. The, the, the fact is, a few of us have a bit, a few of us have a few miles on the odometer to have seen the world change. And here's my thought. So you're talking about, remember when there was validity to the word discourse? Yes. Where, like you said, people of differing opinions could come together, plead their cases. Well, okay, state their cases. And realize that, okay, you know, um, I'm going into this with an open mind. Uh, my mama taught me to respect my peers um, society has taught me to, you know, keep a sense of decorum, um, you know, and that anger solves nothing. Now, what I've noticed is the educational system has degraded a lot. I mean, funding is cut, schools are gutted, uh, religious schools are becoming more popular because they've got the money. And as a result of that, they've also got the influence because, you know, they they run the town. You know, I, I would dare say that some preachers have more power than the mayors of some towns. <clears throat> I, I, I'd agree with that statement. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't give you any evidence for it, but uh, it's just a, it, it's a sentiment that I, I'm starting to get. And the trouble is nobody really sees it because, you know, well, well I graduated high school. And my kid is going through the same high school I did, so they should be getting the same level of education, right? Nah, no. not necessarily. Um, three quarters of my teachers in high school, and actually a few of them from my college, are probably dead. Just time waits for no one, you know? So you've got a degradation of the educational system. You've got, oh God, I'm going to sound like a conservative when I say this, but you've also got a degradation of the family unit. And no, and what I mean by that is, you know, a, a home. You know, Shujin, you've done a great job raising TT. I, I make I, I make no bones about that. You've you've done well despite a rather hellish track you've you've had to go through. 
Uh, tech, admittedly, I, I've never met your kids, so I, I couldn't say, but I'd like to think that, you know, you're a pretty level-headed parent yourself. Um, but there I'm are old, well-grounded is the uh, phrase that and no, I'm okay. just the strange uncle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been called that too. Um, but I, I think there is a, a growing lack of that, um, okay, not a nuclear family, but a sense of family, you know, where kids can come home and feel loved and that their, their kids are engaged with their parent or parents, depending on the situation. I'm sorry. I, 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 hold on to that one second. I'm sorry, tech. I, I have, I have to ask, um, being that you've got the technical side and the Jewish side in, in you and in, in your family and such, yeah. uh, for, for, for bar mitzvah is, is, is the kid's challenge going to be to set up a 50 wire scuzzy cable by hand is that is that what is his his way of transitioning to adulthood is going to be for you there, well uh, the funny part is there's not going to be a bar mitzvah because i'm an atheist i did you, you know just play along it, man. <laughs> seriously a 50 pin scu- a, a 50 a 50 50 wires you know what fuck Heck. you know what just anyways so you've got you've got a degradation you've got the gutting of the educational system you've got a degradation of the sense of family where that the kid is raised to keep that level head to be well grounded degradation of sense of humor sometimes we're gonna, you know. well that too that too but, but but the thing is it's getting to the point nowadays and of course you've got um the the economy. You know, now everybody says, well, the economy is doing great right now. Yeah, tell that to any Steak and Shake employee that uh, you run across. God damn. Fluoridation of our precious bodily fluids. Well, whatever the case, there are a lot of factors that are basically leading to the point where society is getting angry. They're frustrated. They're pissed off because the so-called American dream isn't happening, no matter, in many cases, no matter how hard some people work. They just can't get ahead, and it is, it's grinding them. So discourse kind of goes out the window now because, well, for one thing, people um, aren't, haven't been raised to do the whole respect your peers, hold your anger in. It's, it's now rage mob this and anger mob that, and political parties are seeing this, and they're actually seeing how effective it is because um, – you get five, 10, 15,000 people marching down the streets, angry AF at whatever. Um, that's going to make a quite a, quite a political statement. So as, as long as that anger is, um, considered a resource for people who want to drive a certain narrative. Um, yeah, I, I think you're going to be clawing your way back to that whole sense of decorum that you're talking about before. I'm not saying we can't get there, but we've got a long way to go. And there's a lot of stuff. It's a tapestry and the tapestry has been frayed and now it's got to be rewoven and it's going to take a very, very long time. Um, I'd say quite a few generations provided we find a starting point, which I don't think we found yet. That's, now that I've completely blown away the no, first half hour of the show. No, it see the, 
you open up an, an interesting piece that um, this is not just the mob rule thing, which don't get me wrong. There, there is something to be said for mob rule going ahead and saying, um, yeah, collectively we say this is bad because societally yeah. speaking, that's kind of what society is. That's Everybody... why we don't have slavery in this country. Yeah, but because our society deemed that it's more, it's wrong, regardless of what label you want to put on it. Society deemed that, not religion, because religion says that you know, hey, slavery is okay as long as you follow these guidelines. It's like no, owning another human being and doing that to them is wrong. Yeah, and society decided that morally. You know, they they there was a distaste for it because they. We are naturally compassionate creatures. In fact, uh, half of this country felt so strongly about it, we had a war over it. Yep. Yeah. But, and, but, and but now, own. yeah, but was that war, okay, coming at this from, you know, the fact that I don't live there, was the South throwing the Bible up? Or was it the plantation owners realizing that, wait a minute, if I get rid of my slaves, I stop making the kind of money I, I do because then I actually have to pay my workers. Oh, can I, can I, can I answer this one? Can Please I, do. Can I, Please I, do. Okay. Go for it. Yes. Because I remember studying it. The answer is yes. The Southern states wrote up their own constitution with their own thing that, that literally said in there that we want to keep our slaves because we are these slave owning states and we want to keep our sovereign rights. It's, it's in the Confederate, uh, the Confederate, um, I forget what, whatever they're. Oh, oh, okay. So it was the articles of Confederacy. Yeah. Thank you. So, So, and the Bible was referenced as, you know, several times. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it all came down to, um, now, here, here's where it gets to be interesting, because not only was that in there for the religious aspect, for the what is now a moral no of slavery, but it was framed for the populace as the northern states are now telling us what to do. Yeah, it wasn't that we are breaking away. It was they're trying to impose on us, and we are not having that, even though we are supposed to be part of this one big country. And oh, look at that! We'll just go ahead and make our own with blackjack and hookers. And yeah, that didn't go over too well. Yeah, you know, so, if they just stuck with the blackjack and hookers, it probably oh, would have gone fine. It, it would have been it would have been perfectly fine. I mean, it works out perfectly well out there in Arizona. Yeah, yeah whole, and, and uh, California would have been awesome, you know, despite the fires. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But uh, now, see, the, the problem that I'm that I'm seeing with this, and uh, anybody else wants to uh, pop on this also, sociologically speaking. <laughs> wow, holy shit! I said social sociologically. Damn it! I screwed it up <laughs> on myself. Hey, hey, for you. At, at least you got your one. I got yeah, my one. Yeah. You, got your, one. you got your coffee, maybe? I don't have any coffee right now. I have ten. Yes. I had coffee earlier. Yeah. This, ladies and gentlemen, is coffee. And yeah. it's 
just about done. <laughs> See, I, I was a, I was able to get irrevocably out correctly. Deleterious, I can say. Wow. But, oh, yeah, I know. I can I can actually see these things, but yeah, me uh federalistic Shakespeareadocious. No, it's supposed to be backwards. That's Docious Alexpistic Fragicalarupus. Screw y'all. I can do it. <laughs> you and my sister. <laughs> I have a finger for you people with all that Nevada. Felix is writing it's from Nevada. I'm you know what? Remember it's Hawaii. It, it, it then then last week. Venice, it's a never mind. It's old. Anyway, so sociologically speaking, got it that time. Um, scatologically speaking, what we Shut up. At, you know, <laughs> it's it's funny you should say it that way, um, because there is a certain level of uh, I can't think of any other way to put it. It's going to sound stupid and it's going to sound weird saying it this way, but. Trust me when I, I think that you guys will get it. There's a certain level of bullshittery that happens when you go ahead and you say, this is why something is happening to us that's bad. And you frame it a certain way that people are willing to buy into it because of said anger. Mm -hmm. The Southern states framed it for themselves as we got our asses kicked because the North came in and they imposed their martial rule on us. Um, I'm highly paraphrasing, but you get the idea. So now the Southern states now believe that they've got the rebel thing going on because we're the, we're the ones trying to stick up for ourselves against everybody else and stick it to the man because, um, because you didn't want to, go by the rules that you agreed to go by and you got your asses handed for you. Um, yeah. So that's a thing. Well, they still refer to it, to it as the Northern war of aggression. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of that. And it's a lot of, um, you know, if, if, if social media existed back then, um, no, I, I think, um, the end of that war, it, it also would have been um, every state in the South would have been hashtagging not my government or not my country. And they're still doing it to this day. You know, which well, I find, and I find this ironic. Um, yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> actually, guys, help me out here. Um, from Carter to now, your presidents. Okay. Where are the majority of them coming from? Because I think the Bushes are from Texas. Clinton right. was from Arkansas. Right. Um, okay. Obama was from Chicago, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Trump is from Oompa Loompa Land. Uh, I know that. Is um, my, my, my home city of New York. York. Yeah. But I also um, think about, I, I guess what I'm thinking about is that. Oh, and, uh, and uh, Reagan was, uh, uh, California. Okay. So yeah, that one kind of makes, you see, it was one thing I always found again, kind of ironic here is that, you know, we have this one province, this, this uh, very large, very whiny province called Quebec, uh, who's really only known for smoked meat and poutine. Um, and, and, and language laws that, you know, would give Saudi Arabia a boner. Um, 
a very large number of our prime ministers who are supposed to govern the entire country have come from that province. So I was trying to find if there was a correlation because, you know, if the South is constantly, you know, like, oh, this ain't my country, it was a Northern War of Aggression, then how come the majority of the presidents in the past, oh, I don't know, 20 to 30 years have come from the South? To so a, you'd think if they did come from the South that they would be, you know, I don't know, giving the nod to the South, maybe helping them out a little bit more than they do. But uh, you still got, well, you still call them the flyover states. You know, there there are still states there that have less population than my entire, you know. Um, Your city. Yeah. There's less population in a state than there is in the city I live in. So, you know, what do you, <laughs> what have you guys done for those states lately? And you notice that a lot of those states are red? Yep. That's your answer. Because yeah. you, you had presidencies, uh, and where did they give a shit the most? California, New York, like basically the coastal cities, because that's where the money was. That's where the commerce was happening. That you know, because you got the docks, you got the trade, you got this, you got that, you got everything else. Uh, but but the core is largely ignored. You know, oh yeah, you know what? Let, let's gut education because who gives a shit about Wyoming? And then you wonder why Wyoming voted Trump. Because at the very least, he promised that he'd listen. He's not necessarily following through, but he made the effort. Yeah, there's a piece that uh, Stephanie's put over here in the uh, uh, in the chat. If you look at U.S. history, the North won the battles, but who actually won the war? Have you seen that Georgia is closing all the voting booths in black areas? They're attempting to, yeah. Yeah, this is um, this is something that we've seen, we've talked about before. We will end up talking about it again because, um, yeah, this is. This is bullshit because it's it's a collection of items. And and forgive me for you're pausing to get the right term out. I'm trying to get the right inflection with the whole damn thing, and I'm sure that you guys can eventually kind of tease out how I'm saying it. But it it's one of those things where it's not just the voting booths, it's where they are. It's not just where they are. It's who's allowed to be there. It's not just who's allowed to be there. It's who has access to get over there. Are mass transit lines available to get there from the less affluent areas? And who's supposed to be able to get an ID? Is there a way to get there? Does it cost anything? Blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. You see where this big yeah, you know, snowballing item comes from. I know. Honestly, I, mean, I would I would put it to the Cheeto in charge that when it comes to voting like that, um, it is not a right of the state to do this or that, and that if this kind of behavior is actually can be proven, which it sounds like in Georgia, it's it's sounding pretty damn obvious. Then I honestly think it should be the responsibility of the Fed to come down on that state like the holy freaking apocalypse. And clean it up. He wants to talk about draining the swamp. I got news for you, pal. The swamp is not just in D.C. The swamp is in all these gerrymandered states all over the place where the stuffed shirt, corn cob up the ass governors who are trying to, you know, die with the most money are, are, are basically 
shifting everything to make sure that they are elected in perpetuity. You know, they, they fear for nothing but their own jobs. They're scared to death of their own retirement. Um, I think they're also scared to death of the fact that they've screwed over so many people that if they ever do lose an election, uh, they ain't going to last six months outside the office because they're going to get shot. The now cast that... and management and staff of Holy Crap the Vlog Class do not endorse in any way, shape, or form the use of firearms to remove certain cancerous tumors from government. I just thought I'd throw that in there. I, I, I appreciate that. The, uh, and oddly enough, that actually brings something worthwhile to the whole damn thing. The idea that there are a lot of places where those who are lucky enough in the beginning, you'll see where I'm saying this, to acquire whatever political clout or power, whatever, the ones who are in, in, lucky enough to be in a position to make a change to things start to do things to keep that power. Gerrymandering political areas, for instance, in order to keep power as was said, in perpetuity. Yes, I said that one correctly, too. I'm doing pretty good so far. Mm -hmm. And that is an angle on this whole damn thing that I want to make sure that the rest of us get in for. It seems like, and I, I want the rest of you guys to kind of chime in on this, it seems like that seems to be just the end game. Set it up so that you are... You cannot be challenged. You cannot be voted out until and unless you decide to leave or you die because nobody statistically can make a run for your power because of the way that you've set it up for yourself, i.e. you've cheated you see, by gaming the system. They don't have a problem with that because... Uh... To them, all right, and to put it in like video game ideas, um, analogy, I play a shit ton of video games. And I used to even play tournament um, on the east, uh, Eastern Ladder for things like Counter Strike and such. Like. And um, there were rules. And one of the rules that was written was, if you find an exploit in the game, basically a piece of code that allowed you to do something and you shouldn't be able to do that normally, then you have to report it and you can't use it because it gives you an unfair advantage. Now, in the real world, we have tax loopholes, also you know, game exploits. We have political loopholes, game exploits. Again, so on and so forth. Things that just... Uh, for the most part, were actually written in by accident or because they were never observed to be a problem to begin with. Um, in some cases, we have ones in, like, say, in tax law, for example, where certain ones are written in specifically to give loopholes and so on and so forth. And it's become more um, abundantly clear that certain ones that have been discovered or manufactured are being protected by those it benefits most who are in a position to actually correct the mistakes, but they don't want to, because like you were saying, it protects them. 
it, it becomes circular. They find something, it makes them empowered. They uh, want more of it. They want to keep it. Gollum, precious, precious. Yeah, and Joe, I mean, this is uh, this is a perfect thing. I mean, talking game theory, gaming the system by not doing something explicitly um, illegal, but just gaming the system a little bit here, a little bit there. Exploit. Uh, well, uh, as far as gamers are concerned, that's generally referred to as exploiting. Yeah. Cheating. Cheating is where you make use of changing the code or something of that sort in the game to benefit you. Whereas exploiting is finding a loophole in the coding that you can then use to your benefit without actually changing the original coding of the game. Uh, what, what's a good example? Well, okay. Um, game that I play, World of Tanks. We talk about it often enough. Typically, you have three types of ammunition for a, a tank gun. You've got your AP, your HE, and then what's usually referred to as premium or gold ammo. This is ammo that is very expensive. You, can, you don't need to pay money into the game to use it, but it's very expensive on your in-game money. Uh, usually the benefit is that uh, it it's usually higher penetration or, in some cases, higher damage. Okay. The idea being that, yeah, you could... Bigger advantage. Well, that or just, you know, yeah, you could spend half an hour plinking away at a guy who's got a really big tank with a lot of armor, or you could just dab your two key and all of a sudden you're able to go right through his armor. without having to, you know, use any knowledge of the game, such as weak spots or anything like that. Right. Whereas, so, che whereas cheating would be downloading a mod pack where, you know, you've got an aim bot and it automatically highlights where everybody is on the map. Yeah, we've, we've seen people who've done that kind of thing. But, I remember those days. Yeah, but... Um, I'm thinking something more along the lines of not exactly not exactly an exploit per se, but the idea of gaming the system through would be a good uh, okay. Some people are going to understand this, some people are not. The idea of being able to intentionally x-ray the ground around you in Minecraft. Let's go. Uh, what? Uh, Joe? What story I had? I think you started up tank. Okay. <laughs> Not sure. Anyway, uh, short version. Minecraft, you, you're in a world where you can dig through. Are we good? We're, yeah. we're much better now. Yes, thank you. Uh, but there are ways where you can accidentally look through the ground if you're in a particular position if you got a couple of special ways that things are set up for yourself you can accidentally see through 
everything and see where stuff is where you otherwise shouldn't be able to. Through no fault of anybody else, but just because of the way that it's set. Just because of the way that things happen to be. You get an insight to be able to get to much more expensive things. And Bridget, I, I kind of want to take you into this because you, you, you've you played, uh, uh, what is it, Arc, Arc Survival, right? Yeah. Okay. If quest all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So if if you had the ability of looking through mountains in order to find precious ores that you could use to make new stuff to give you an advantage over the rest of the game, um, how silly would it be to completely bypass that? Well, I mean, people have found ways to exploit games, but the thing about it is they also have programs that look out for people doing that and can get banned. I guess if you could do it with no repercussions, you know, you would. Most people would. And that's kind of the twofer that I was looking for. There are ways of preventing people from doing that, of utilizing an unforeseen extra power. Usually that's in the, in the courts, where you have to deal with it that way. If something's gone wrong, politically, that's, that's the course that you're supposed to follow. But then the question is, if nobody else is looking, who's going to stop you? And that's the big problem. It used to be that we would stop ourselves. That's where I've got a huge problem with a lot of stuff. And Dallin, I'm pretty sure that in a lot of ways, you kind of are feeling where I'm going on this. It used to be that we would look at the rules and collectively we would go ahead and say okay rules are good they're there for good reason we follow the rules because um it doesn't it doesn't hurt anybody everybody's on a on a level playing field and well um yeah it gives everybody the the fighting chance evenly yeah I agree. Um, that's why it should be. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just it. Things like laws and things like rules are put into place ideally to make sure that, you know, we all kind of make it to tomorrow. But these days, and, and again, I, I go back to what I said before about the whole uh, family thing, and I'm I'm trying not to sound like a blowhard stereotypical Republican conservative person when I say this, because nope. a lot of the, a lot of them talk about, you know, the, the nuclear family that we have to bring that back. I disagree with that. What we have to bring back is it has to be a family in every sense of the word in that the child has to come home, the parent or parents, whatever have to engage the, the, the kid has to feel loved for crying out loud. The, the, the home has to be a safe place for them to go to where they can, you know, be nurtured, where they can, you know, where the only thing they have 
where the only where they don't only have the computer to depend on that kind of stuff. I I, I preach a lot of that. I know, but well, don't worry. I mean, yeah, not too very long ago it was TV. Oh yeah, how many how many times have we dealt dealt with that one in the past? Especially us, you know. Yeah, those cartoons rot your brains. And I still watch no. That's 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 not that's not true. I mean, everything I needed to learn about gravity, I learned from the Warner Brothers. Like you know, if you don't look down, you can't fall. It's it's just a it's just a basic tenet of science. You should look yeah. it up. But, but well, it's only that easy. But but the uh, fact that you haven't, the fact that you're still alive, means you haven't actually gone out to try and test that theory. And if you did, it would have been a Darwin Award, and I would have probably posted it on one of my episodes of the WTF News by now. Yeah, look at the bright side, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a there's a, there's all of the, but what what you're saying is one of those things where, again, you kind of peel off a layer and you peel off another layer and you peel off another yeah. layer. For instance, um, and uh, again, let me look at the other guys to kind of suss this out a little bit further. The nuclear family in the 50s, for example, and, and the 60s, could get by on one parent in the workforce. Yeah, in, so, in in a minimum wage job too. The breadwinning yep. husband, the housekeeping wife, the son and daughter, and the family dog with grandpa in the living room and the white picket fence. Yeah. Well, the to two two point three kids. I mean, yeah. all right. And yeah, it's the dog. That's and the don't dog. forget the radio or one of those newfangled televisions. Yeah, maybe even maybe even in color. Yeah. Well, that, that wasn't until 68 so yeah but but everything. the thing is um one of the things is that where you have parents these days you know unable to deal with when the kid isn't perfect where they don't win the hockey game or they don't uh, excel. They, they don't take home first prize in whatever contest because for every winner, there has to be a loser. And these kids are brought up believing, you know, that you're, you're a winner. You can do anything you want. Uh, just, you know, put your mind to ju just believe happy, happy sunshine rainbows. They get out in the real world and it slaps them upside the head with the coldest dose of um, survival. Big of the yeah, pretty much. It is the it is the big fat dildo of realism that smacks them upside their head and spooges all over them because, you know, reasons. And that's why there's so much anger, because there is a sense of betrayal that well, suddenly the kids can't can't have it their all their own way all the time because of the rules. And well, all right. Well, no, wait a second. There's a there's a couple of pieces on that. Uh, one, the whole. Mm, the whole I don't want to work because I shouldn't have to work thing. I've seen that in, in some situations where parents completely too much coddle kids. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that. And that is a really, really deleterious item. Yes, I that's no, two. I yeah, that's 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 two. I did use that one twice. All right, good. Uh, and I got it right both times, so... Yeah. But anybody that wants to go on the 
participation award argument, who developed those? Kids didn't develop those. Kids didn't go out and get them printed. Kids didn't sign up the typefaces. <laughs> it's the people yeah. who wanted themselves to feel like their kids were doing something worthwhile. You know, now, the, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, in school, we had um, Canadian fitness thing in, in phys ed. And it was a contest that was held every year um, where you as a student would go through certain exercises, um, flexed arm hangs, sit-ups, sprinting, shuttle runs, everything like that. And based on your performance overall in, in all of the competitions, you were given an award. Hmm. Um, I've never been an, I've never been the athletic type at all. You know, yes, I could run, I can swim, but, I don't know if I can swim as good as I used to now, but I had my strengths, but mostly I had my weaknesses. And I'll say this much um, to get the participation pin to me was an insult. It told me that I was not good enough and that I had to try to do better. And I, th maybe I was alone in that philosophy, but like to me, just getting something like that just told me that, you know what? I can do better, you know, next year I'll do better. And of course I never did until they brought swimming into it. Then the, the playing field was leveled considerably because <laughs> I, I could swim. <clears throat> I could swim better than most of the MOOCs I went to school with. But, but, but no, like, um, like I said, I always thought the, you know, the participation award was, if you got that, it was even worse than getting nothing because now you've got certified that you're not good enough. <laughs> and for me, it, it depends as to what the situation was because to me, a participation award said, okay, yeah, you've got, you've got something, you've got a memento that you actually went through something. Mm -hmm. So for me, stuff like that was always, Okay, you were part of it. I was, in, in some ways, I was proud enough to, to be able to even have that much. Okay, cool. And I was, I was happy enough with that. But where I'm going with this altogether is that, and yes, this believe it or not, this all does kind of come together, believe it or not, is that there are so many times where we see these things I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to how to lay this out properly and and really get to it There are a number of pieces that are in place culturally and it doesn't matter US Canada Mexico I don't I don't care where it is where People get put into groupings far too easily. And this is something that we as humans, we just do. We're pattern matching organisms. We do that. 
but culturally it ends up separating one group from another for no other reason but because of first the way that we look to each other and then maybe it's how we sound to one another and then maybe it's what we say to one another the ideas that we end up having because the uh, as i said the participation award some people think it's a complete detriment to society some people don't really care some of it see it as mm, it's it's a memento and okay moving on you know there, there there's so many levels to it but what's happening with that with how we end up talking to each other some people don't even want to be bothered with a different point of view about it at all some people will say that you know the participation award thing is completely stupid that's it end of it all and why should i even bother talking to you because what the hell okay all well and good but why and I, it, it's not necessarily the the participation award thing because that doesn't matter why is it that why do people not want to even bother talking through anymore because participation awards can go for things as great as don't forget debate club whose entire point is to go ahead and talk through an issue and, and eventually win a, win an argument, which, <laughs> you know, I never did that, but, oh, man, I would love to go ahead and do that these days. I would mop the floor with these 13-year-olds. I would love <sighs> to be able to do that now. Yeah, but, but, but of course, that, that goes back to the whole rage mob thing that we talked about earlier in that, um, that kind of decorum. Like, okay, I'm... I'm switching gears a little bit here. We've heard, or okay, I've heard because um, I have no life and I watch a lot of YouTube and not just for the music videos, which is to my detriment because I think I would get more from more music videos. Anyways, I always hear the talk of, you know, why don't you come on my stream and debate me? Let's have a debate. Let's have a discussion. Um, but of course it's not a debate in the classic sense. It's not a discussion. It, it never is decorum. It is internet blood sports is what it is. It is nothing more than a whole bunch of people screaming each other at each other to the point where the fallacy ref would probably die from saying ad hominem too much. <clears throat> No, that, that's start, sound, it would start sounding like phenomena. Yeah, like we we are. I'm talking. I have seen. I, I've never. I I think I watched one for about ten minutes, and I just went. I I really need to put out a hit on all of these people because they are terrible. They they are the dregs of the dregs of humanity. Um. But some of these streams, I, I see the clock on them, and they're lasting four, five, six hours. And, and it's just people screaming at each other, you know, putting out, well, you know, on, on your last video, you said this and you did this. So 
what what's your real position here? Can, can you prove it to me? Are you actually a pedophile or are you just a degenerate? You know, I, I want you to say to everybody on the internet that you're this or that. It's just like, who the hell would sign up for something like that? Like, look, I get it. Masochism is a thing. I don't kink shame, but come on, give me a break. Yeah. You know what? You just reminded me of something. Um, the rest of you guys, are any of you at all familiar with um, Intelligence Squared? Have you heard of this? Oh, the name sounds familiar. I'm too tired to say that it sounds familiar. I honestly have no idea. It does sound familiar, but I don't remember where from. And Bridget, yes, no? I would expect that you no. might. Okay. Dallin had just reminded, uh, because of the way that my brain... He basically DJ rule zeroed me accidentally in, in this kind of situation. There... I, I don't know if it's still running, but there is, was a show production, forget exactly what it was, called Intelligence Squared, where they would have two teams literally debating an issue. And uh, this is something that was over in... Um, uh, Stephanie might actually know about this one. I, I believe it was set out of... I think it might have been the Beeb. I don't, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember really quickly. But one of the debates that I very specifically remember was uh, Stephen Fry and Christopher Hitchens who were debating uh, a couple of folks from the Catholic Church in... There it is. Found it. Stephen Fry and Christopher Hitchens battle it out with Archbishop John Onyekin and 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 Anne Whittlecombe over the motion, this is the motion that was on the floor. Mm -hmm. The Catholic Church is a force for good in the world. Oh. I found uh, I found their website. Uh, I, I should say I found the YouTube channel and I found specifically the debate itself, which is two hours. Mm -hmm. I will link this in the show notes so folks can take a look at this because I remember very clearly this this was one of those moments of absolute beauty in 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 debate. Yeah. The way that it works is they start with the proposition. People come into the studio or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and Stephanie, Stephanie's got it. That's on YouTube, right? One of the few debates I actually have watched, well, until Whitcomb started her nonsense. Oh, that is being very nice about it. So the way that Intelligence Squared works is people come in to the studio or wherever it is they're holding the debate to record, and everyone is given a card with the debate topic and they vote they tabulate the votes before the debate starts and then the debate happens and both sides get to present themselves prevent their stuff counter argue against each other and then when it's over they vote again I dare say that the results are no less than positively eye-popping. 
So uh, just so I understand, uh, I actually might check this out later. Um, oh, yes, it definitely worthwhile. So they, they vote first thinking so the, the audience would have a preconceived notion about the topic. So they would vote as to which they, they think would it. win. Yeah, how they feel on it. Right. Then they have the debate and then they go. Then it's like a, a second vote to see if anyone's changed their mind. Correct. And yeah. the debate is done in a formal process. They talk back and forth at one point. Uh, they, they're very good people. They're very well thought out. They discuss and debate the topic without going after each other as personal people. If ever you wanted to see what an actual debate properly looks like, this is the guy. And, oh, my God, I had completely forgotten about that. I need to watch this again for myself because I, I need to feel very good that, you know, people know how to debate. Plus, what? I mean, let's face it. Um, most of us know Hitch and miss him. But yeah. Stephen Fry as a debate <laughs> is... Um, oh, no did you see the interview where he was getting interviewed one-on-one? -on -one? Uh, I forget the oh god I forget the name of it. And the interviewer had asked him what would happen. What would you have to say if he died and oh yeah he came across God? And he basically stipulated. He's like, well, he basically asked which one, and he had indicated that uh, if it had been the Greek gods, uh, he would understand because they were basically just like us. You know, they had um, their. Uh, Follies. Zeus was a woman. A Christian, or, right, right. But he, the, the Christian God, he, he, the, the, he said, How dare you? And the interviewer just kind of like sat back in the seat, like, Whoa, you would say that to the Almighty? Kind of look on his face. You know, and that was, was the glorious. that was the first time I actually heard the word capricious used multiple times in a, uh, oh, in a speech. <laughs> I and, uh, yeah, no, I, I remember seeing that. And I, I think that was like one of the hallmark moments of, you know, just how um, how a lot of people are seeing religion these days, or well, I'd like to think uh, more and more that this is you know how people are seeing religion. But the trouble is, um, you know, you're, you're getting back into that whole rage mob mentality on well now on the Christian side because you know. Uh, and I mean, I've, oh, okay, we joke and we laugh about the whole eating a baby thing <clears throat> because, you know, we, we take it, we own it, we mock people with it. There are people who take that statement seriously. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, now I have heard this from people who, who claim to be um, journalists uh, who claim to be reporters. Um, when you mentioned the word Planned Parenthood. And they make it sound like it's nothing more than an assembly line for baby body parts. And these are people who, on certain issues, I can almost respect them for their rational thinking. But the second you mention that, boom, that goes out the window. They change the channel and they turn into one of these right, rabid, foaming at the mouth morons. Um, although the, the motivation is different, it has nothing to do with, um, well, okay. Part, part of it has to do with the religious bend, but most of it has to do with the fact that it's, uh, money. 
You know what North, doesn't surprise Texas. me about the whole um, the whole thing with uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, everything that the 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 extreme hate for Planned Parenthood. Um, what doesn't surprise me is that guys, most guys that I've come across to are anti Planned Parenthood, uh, are anti Planned Parenthood because they don't really know what they're about, and that doesn't really surprise me all that much. Um, for the most part, other than doing paperwork uh, for uh, helping to assist in paperwork, the only thing Planned Parenthood does uh, really for men is they can provide some condoms, prophylactics, that sort of thing. They don't really have a whole lot um, going on be- beyond that for men. For STD women, stuff. Huh? STD treatment. Okay, there you go. Okay. Yeah, there is so, a... Uh, all right, and- I've, I've never had to use them, but uh, on... The other hand, for women, um, they are a literal lifesaver in terms of not just providing, okay, so the STD treatments, prophylactics, uh, paperwork. They work uh, hard to ensure that women who will have to go in for, like, say, uh, a breast exam. Right. And they actually have to go get scanned where there's this huge machine and a woman puts her breast in it crimps it and scans it and all that other crap. Some insurance companies want to get out of that and everything else. So they help make sure all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted and such. And that is though everything I've just talked about it, uh, mammogram. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the things I've just talked about are most of the Planned Parenthoods. Some very small count of Planned Parenthoods do abortion. And they don't do it with federal tax money. Exactly. They're not allowed to. Yeah. But these pundits or pinheads, depending on how you want to call it, they still proliferate. They double, triple, quadruple, quintuple down on that lie constantly Mm -hmm. because they know that if the truth actually got out and if, and and honestly, I'd like to think that Planned Parenthood is, completely transparent in terms of its books. Like if some Republican blowhard went in there, went, uh, I need to see your books to make sure that my taxes ain't going to killing and eating no babies that they could open the books and go, yeah, here you go. You know, um, well, hold, hold that, hold that thought one second. Uh, Bridget, two items. Uh, one, I'm pretty sure that they kind of do have to keep their books open to a certain degree. Don't they? Yes, they have to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I mean, hold, hold, hold on, hold yeah. on one second, because there's another piece of this one. Um, well, again, Bridget, I'm, I'm sure that you've seen, like a lot of us, have seen the the typical posters that the protesters, I don't want to use any other wording right now, have held up where they've shown um, bloody fetal corpses and whatnot saying that you know they're they're babies and the whole thing only for those of us who have investigated the picture to say um that's not a human fetus in any way shape or form that's from a different animal species entirely and yet they still don't believe that i'm trying to remember off the top of my head what 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 the most famous of them was elephant i think is what it was or some Something not human, not even close. Um, I don't know, but 
uh, I mean, pig fetuses and human fetuses look an awful lot alike. Yeah, could have been. And some of the pictures that they have on posters are, you know, actual fetuses that have been miscarried at some point that had nothing to do with abortion. Um, I mean, they use just all kinds of bullshit propaganda. Yeah, they'll they'll use whatever whatever lie continues whatever whatever narrative they want to keep going with. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Joe, I mean, we've we've said it on so many occasions over there in Pittsburgh, right where we know where they are, and the narrative is so thick they keep they keep having to change their front window. Every time another brick goes through it yet again. This is true, though. Thankfully, it hasn't go- It hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, there's there's something. There's a you know there's a bright side to it, which is uh, the fact that they're in a, a brick front face means that nobody can burn them down by throwing a Molotov at the front door. At least. What about Plexi? I mean, throwing a brick brick at Plexi is liable to throw the brick back at the thrower. Yeah, I imagine there's probably some kind of city code or something that says they can't do that. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Plus, God, you know, um, glass that's got uh, effectively bulletproof or impact-resistant glass. Oh, man. I'm just saying, you know, like on that second movie, uh, Meet the Fockers or whatever it was, and uh, where... uh, Robert De Niro had him throw the brick at the glass on the RV, and it bounced right off and hit the uh, rental car right in the windshield. I was like, we, we should get some of that. He's like, I'm willing to donate towards that kind of stuff and have them replace their front glass panels with that, and then watch them throw bricks at it. <laughs> Boink, oh! Which would be all well and good. But uh, but what, what comes back to this whole damn thing is, like Dylan was saying, they double, triple, quadruple, septuple down on whatever the lie is. And and you're just wrong because you're on a different part of the... You may not be in opposition of, but you don't agree with. And that that's that's the problem. If, if you're not with, it doesn't matter if you agree... It, it, pardon me. It doesn't matter if you disagree... If you don't agree, you're wrong. And I'm saying it that way because, uh, as Matt Dillahunty has put it, uh, there's a great oh god, there's a great uh, a great way that he he's described it. Okay, admittedly, it's well, it's it, it's dirty because I, I was drinking my tang out of it. it. Whatever. Anyway, so I'm holding a mug, a rather large mug. He usually uses a, a, a glass, uh, a big glass jar. And it's full of um, jelly beans, for argument's sake. Doesn't matter what kind of jelly beans and jelly beans in there. I will tell you that there are 127 jelly beans in this jar. Do you believe me? No. Okay. There are an odd number in there. Do you believe me? You no. might be right, but there's no definitive proof. Exactly. I am not willing to say that you are right, but I'm not willing to say that you're wrong. I just don't believe you yet because 
I haven't had an opportunity to kind of check for myself. See, what I say, and, and the thing that I said, you might, where, where I said, I'm not sure you don't have proof that you're right, right? They, a lot of people take that to be, be as, well, you're not saying I'm wrong, so therefore I'm right. Yeah. Or worse yet, if you don't say that I'm right, you're wrong. Whether I'm right or not, it doesn't matter. It's whether or not you actually follow with me if 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 you believe me. Yeah. Because I need to be believed. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what it all comes down to. If you're not believing with me, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that doesn't get anybody anywhere anymore. Yeah, and if if you don't agree with me, um 100% on everything that I, I believe in or that I stand for, you are, and then insert all the insults at the end of it. I don't think I have to go down that road again, but it's the same thing. It's you're either 100% with me or you are the enemy. And this kind of absolutism these days is, is really what's killing a, a lot of, uh, like I said before, the, the discourse. You know, um, you know, I, I have, I have my views on things. You guys have your views on things and I would wager that on some case, in some cases, some of them would differ, but we could sit down and actually talk about it without, you know, screaming at each other and actually come away with it with, you know, a handshake and, you know, yeah, I'll see you next week, you know, but, uh, that's not the case in, in a lot of places these days. You know, and, and like I said, a, a lot of these so-called uh, journalists, like when it comes to the whole Planned Parenthood thing, I've wanted to write them and say, you know what? Um, I agree with you on a lot of things, but the second you go into your little mini rant about Planned Parenthood and start spreading that falsehood that everybody else is eating up like gospel, uh, you, to me, lose all of your credibility because you are perpetrating a lie. You're exaggerating, and I understand you're doing it for, like, you would claim it's for entertainment value, but you forget the power you have. And, like, another particular um, uh, rotund, scratchy-voiced individual who has uh, recently um, mm -hmm. been unpersoned by uh, certain uh, facets of social media, um, I don't think... And, and again, and I, I honestly think this could be a this could be another topic for another show at some point. <clears throat> um, I've heard a lot of things on both sides about that one too, and what I look at it is that people like that they have a following, and I think there is a fair bit of responsibility on the part of a broadcaster or a content creator to. Okay, if you're going to go out there and say that you don't want them putting something in the water that makes that turns the frogs gay, uh, there better be a big "this is satire" somewhere on your content to say that uh, I'm saying this to get a laugh. Because there are people out there who will take this wholesale and they will believe it and they will propagate it, which is why chemtrails is still a thing. <laughs> You know, and I mean, how many, okay, and how many times has that been debunked? 
let's see. Uh, going by rat, uh, at least 2,000. Now, the part of the problem that you that we're running into here is, well, like was said before, money for schools is dwindling out. Mm -hmm. And this has been a concerted effort for decades, yep. not specifically about schools, mind you, but about every facet of trying to squeeze every drop out of every penny. I can still remember going back a long ways back to the seventies when it used to be trying to trim taxes in order to pay less for things like the police. Well, we can get away with fewer police so we don't have to pay as much and still have the same level of coverage. We don't have to pay as much for schools to still have teachers teaching 30 in a classroom because, well, whatever. But we're still going to get the tax breaks and we're going to trim down on how much we're going to pay because we don't want to pay any more than what we've been paying because we don't want to. And I have to, even though we've been, you know, even though you and I have been talking a lot through this one for a second, I'm going to, I'm going to get back to you on this one down because mm -hmm. we, we know, yeah, at least we're, we're going to make sure on this, but tech, you work, you work. I'm not going to call it government contract, but you work in conjunction with a lot of folks that work with the government. Yes. And I have to believe that some people probably would have a funny thought of it at first of, well, here it is. I'm paying my own salary because I'm paying taxes. That's what's paying for my salary. Yeah, um, I have met people who, who said you know that when they sit there they're sitting there paying themselves yep. and i've heard that before and uh the first time i heard it i thought about it and i was like they're right if they're a government employee who's somebody who because there's there's military there's government and then there's contractors for the most part um and the military and the government people, when they're when they're sitting there in front of their computers doing their work, they're working for the government. They're getting paid by the government, and then they go home and pay their taxes. Their taxes go back into their paying themselves. Which so if you think about it, paying taxes it comes back to everybody. I mean, you've got the roads, you've you've got your infrastructure, you've got everything around you. Uh, you know, your taxes are not just being squandered like some people say. You know, it goes back into the things that are useful. Uh, for example, like educating our youth so that we don't I end have, up having freaking TV personalities I, as presidents. I have no children. I still pay taxes for the local schools in my area. Why? Because I don't want to live in a world full of idiots. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, John Green. And, and uh, Bridget... You and I are old enough to remember. I know, I know the rest of the guys could too, but we're old enough to remember when one of the big talking points for the Republican Party was the mantra of tax and spend 
Democrats. You remember that? Yep. Now, here's my question to you. As someone who is not an economist, if you collect taxes, what are you going to do with that money? Spend it. <laughs> okay. That's what you're supposed to do with it. And if you are not um, Democrat and you collect those taxes, what are you going to do with it then? Spend it. <laughs> hmm. It almost sounds like it doesn't matter what political party you're with when you collect taxes because you kind of need money to spend to buy things like, you know, um, I don't know, good schools, good teachers, supplies. I always thought it was hilarious that uh, you get so many conservatives who say, no, I'm voting for this because I don't want to spend money on this, that, and the other thing. And they, those people are on that platform as, no, we're not going to be spending money. We're going to be saving money, yada, yada, yada. And then they go and spend even more money than the other side was going to do. And the liberals are like, yeah. well, wait a minute. We were going to spend money, but there's no way we were going to spend that much. That's just irresponsible. Yeah. And, you know. Um... Yeah. And by the way, as, as you're coming up with this from Dallin. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about what taxes are and what they're for up there. <clears throat> Up here, our taxes do, we do get taxed a, a fair bit. Like, I, oh. I, I look at my paycheck and I cringe. Okay, hold hold that thought one second. Uh, Shauna, I just saw it pop up. Uh, they do not cover supplies. Um, let, let, me, let me modify that a little bit. When I meant supplies, I actually meant the, the supplies, not for the students, but for the operation of the school itself. Yeah. Paperwork. Copy machines, maybe a grass. Oh, maybe a grass. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, going. No, um, yeah, I, I do get taxed more. Like I said, I look at my paycheck, I do cringe a little bit because there's a big chunk taken out. But, but, oh, please make sure that you get that hundred dollar extra in there. Please just hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, the water that comes out of my tap, I can drink. The water that comes out of my faucets in the bathroom, I can shower with. My roads don't have potholes. Or if they do, they're fixed very quickly. I don't have to worry about blackouts, brownouts, or even beige outs, even when it looks like Mother Nature is having a temper tantrum outside. I see adequate police. When there is a fire in a local area, it's dealt with. Um, and of course, then we get to the whole healthcare thing, which I'm going to say, I, I think I know a little bit more about, but I think there's some intricacies that I'm not quite too keyed up on. Um, I think our systems might be a little more similar than I thought originally, but needless to say, yes, I do pay a little bit more taxes so that the person who gets hurt over here can at least be guaranteed that they might be able to get back and become a contributing member of the, of the overall economy after a certain amount of time. Um, what I really, so, you know, police, fire, healthcare, infrastructure, infrastructure is the big one. And of course I, I've always referenced Flint, but you know, I was in Raleigh a couple of months ago uh, for work talking with a few people there. And I mentioned Flint. It, it came up as a, as a conversation piece. 
And one of the guys looked at me and he leveled a gaze at me that kind of gave me a chill. You know, it is one of those, what I'm about to say is not bullshit um, kind of gaze. Flint is not the worst. It just got a lot of attention. But there are places in the U.S. that are that have even worse infrastructure problems. And yet, what do I see but a $600 billion budget for the military? Yep. For next year? Six hundred and at least. And remember, remember yeah. when I was doing my thing for the 2015, I think it was, yeah. I believe it was roughly 600 and it, it only goes up. Yeah. Funny the enough. Thing is, and, and I can guarantee you that did not all come from the taxpayer because y'all got what, uh, what, what are you at now? Two, three, or is it $13 trillion debt? And my uh, taxes went up anyway. So yeah, uh, well, of course your taxes went part up. Part of it did come from there. Be, be, um, no, because you've got to pay down the interest on the debt that you owe. Um, even though I don't know, didn't uh, didn't Cheeto Boy have something to say about um, he was going to uh, muscle the debt away in some cases, basically to uh, flip the bird to some of the nations that you, that you owe money to, or the banks, or something? I thought I re- I thought I heard something about that. Yeah, I believe the technical term is default, but uh, uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, of course he he would know a thing or five about that, wouldn't he? Uh, Eleven is actually what I was thinking, but sure. Well, he yeah. hopes Daddy U.S. Uh, Daddy country will bail out the USA. Yeah, yeah but, Alexander but Hamilton he, help us. Yeah, but but the trouble is, uh, Daddy USA uh, is avoiding paying taxes because all the co- all the corporations are going overseas uh, because there they don't have to pay fifteen dollars an hour to get their shoes they they only have to pay 25 cents uh, a week right and then if you talk to a, a conservative about that they say well you know it's the fault of making a higher minimum wage people should just work harder pull themselves up by their bootstraps which was never used as a term to tell people you know yeah. hey you just gotta knuckle down it was used originally to describe something that was impossible and it was not a, a positive phrase Yep. You know, it was demeaning towards, hey, you might as well tell somebody to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, you know, like, hey, you're an idiot. Don't do that. Yeah. And now it's like, well, you know, if they've got a problem paying their bills, they should just pull themselves up by the bootstraps. They'll be fine. Yeah. And that's when you ask them flat out, um, have you ever been without a job? Or or better yet, do you work, Mr. Rockefeller? Oh, you don't? Then obviously you can't relate. So um, you know what? STFU. And they and a lot of them can't relate because a lot of them have their money work for them because they have money in such quantity as it is able to work for them. If I try to take the money that I have and work it in a way that they are working theirs, I would go broke because I wouldn't be able to tie up enough funds to have it create that money engine okay so again this goes back to like tax loopholes and things like that you have to have a particular style of money engine mm-hmm. and at my level of income you it's it, you just can't create that because the yeah. tax loopholes don't exist at my income level yeah so there you go and that's so because it's... those were closed in an attempt to save money but mm. the tax loopholes 
that are the truly worst offenders are the ones, the ones that truly take a chunk of taxes away from the country to be put to use, don't exist even when they were open. Did not exist at my level. They exist at Trump's level. Yeah. So you see, that, that's what I'm saying. The the system, oh, ugh, sorry. I, I, I'm trying not to sound like a tinfoil hat here. I, I feel I have to disclaimer this. It's it's the constant creation of frustration and anger and you know disenchantment on the part of the american people and it builds up into that rage machine that then some narrative spewing figurehead be it politician religious figure or otherwise basically they just have to point their finger and say that's the cause of all your misery and just step back and watch the bloodshed. And the thing is, nobody's waking up to it. You know, like, and the thing is, any, anybody who is trying to wake up or who's trying to do something about it, they lack the wisdom. Like, their their heart's in the right place. They, they want to do something. They want to make that kind of change. But they lack the knowledge of how to go about doing it. And the, the people who are who would have the kind of experience to help guide them on that way, well, they're making their millions anyway, so why the hell should they care? You know, the rest of the world can go to hell uh, as long as their penthouse remains standing. You know, I, like it's... The, the more I look at this stuff, just the more complex and convoluted it seems. And I honestly don't know if there is a way out, if, if there is a way to get back to the days of decorum and, you know, overall good sportsmanship, I, I fear for your nation guys. I really do. A lot of us do at this point. Uh, we've only got a little bit more time uh, left to go. Uh, and Shauna had said, by the way, uh, minimum wage is not to set a living wage. It was to keep employers from paying people so little they can't support themselves. And yet here we are right there. Um, That's the same thing as a living wage. Well, no, 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 no. The, the, dif the difference is a living wage, one would expect, would be, well, I'm, I'm misremembering the quote, and I'm not even sure if the quote is accurate, but it was something along the lines of basically people should be able to live on a 40 hour work week to have a home to afford transportation to support a family and have recreation to go along with that and to perhaps continue education as well if wanted now whether or not i'm remembering it correctly i don't remember off the top of my head I honestly don't i think i loosely remember it that way be that as it may regardless of the idea of where a minimum wage should come from or what it should do i want to pitch out to you guys to see about finishing through with this the idea of economic safety we've talked about on many occasion here in the u.s that People can have their entire livelihood wiped out by a bad medical problem. Yep. 
that in some cases, some families, many families, teeter on the brink of absolute financial ruin if they have to go into the hospital for a couple of days, even. Yeah, which is why we actually have a bankruptcy option for people with too many medical bills. So here's my question to uh, to kind of close us out with you guys, because I've got uh, I've got my closing. Would there be less social strife? Is probably the, the the nicest way I can put it. There would be less bickering. There would be less. If you're not with me, you're against me, kind of thing. If there was less to worry about for our own safety in regards like that. I don't necessarily mean from the medical side, but the financial side. If we had less to worry about, less that we were concerned about trying to scrape every little drop that we could, because as, as we've heard, minimum wage, 40-hour work week, minimum wage cannot be afforded to live on anywhere in the U.S. currently. Do we think that people would be less angry overall if the financial stakes were changed? I think it would help in some cases, but it would harm in others. And it's because you, you see places trying to increase the minimum wage. And then you get the people who shout it down and say it's going to ruin the local economy. Uh, Seattle was the big one. Um, and I had a debate about this and it was the first time I ever got straw manned, which I thought was funny. Um, no, a guy was saying like, you know, well, Seattle went to $15 an hour and, and look what happened. It destroyed the city. And then I sent the guy a news report saying, um, no, they took a hit for, I think, a year. But then they came back stronger than ever. You know, the economy started moving because people actually started being able to invest locally. You know, like people who are extraordinarily wealthy do not really contribute to the economy. You know, they're, they're not out there buying. Um, they, they don't go to movies. They don't go to. The trickle down um, effect does not work. Yeah. And. Okay, there was one example where it did, and I've actually heard a Republican pundit uh, tout this one quite a bit, where a business actually did use its trickle-down whatever to expand into another um, another place. So it actually, it actually followed the model. But that was one example out of how many times um, it doesn't Too work. Many. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you know... Um, less than all is, is not enough. Like it's, it's. Yeah. Cause as soon as somebody starts taking advantage of the model, which is what happened across pretty much across the board, yeah. as soon as one starts doing it, it unbalances everything. Mm -hmm. And when you have uh, companies used to have um, retirement plans. Yeah. They used to have a lot of things that uh, some of them just don't have anymore. And the reason why they got rid of them is because one company somewhere said, 
hey, look, if I get rid of this, I can have a bigger parachute and my shareholders can have bigger income. Mm -hmm. Screw the personnel. They're just human resources after all. Yeah, and, and you know, let them quit it, because there's 500 people behind it, them that are willing to do the job. Right, and so what happened was is somebody pushed the domino and it went tink, 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 tink. Yeah. And now in the U.S., it's become, oh, look, you know, it's an at-will state. We can fire you without giving you a reason. Yep. Unions? Yeah. What unions? Back in the 50s, they were controlling everything. What the hell? You can't have unions here. That's... Yeah, but one thing that we are hearing of now, uh, and, and I hope it catches on, there's a couple of smaller cities who are toying around with the idea of doing a basic income or universal basic income. And see oh, how that goes. And, and, and oh, no. well, no, I I think that this needs to happen, especially as more things are automated and you know more jobs are phased out. And oh, I, I agree with you, but people will the, take that the, money and spend it on what they need. And that will help, you know, stir for the commerce. The war cry against that will be, oh, so people who don't work should be getting the same amount of money as people who do work. So why should I have to work? Well, well you it's know, not going to be that much money. It's, it's just going to be a stipend, but it'll be enough to where people can have, you know, housing and food. And that will contribute to the economy. Yeah. It's like spending it. I, for one, welcome robots. I, I think robots should take over all aspects of manufacturing, creation, and everything else. Humans should be able to sit back and go, okay, look, robots are taking care of everything else. Let's play our sports. Let's create our artwork. Let's create our music. Let's continue to uh, it, it, uh, do right. science and math and all these uh, fun things and let the robots plow the field. But in a couple of places where they have tried this basic you know, income, People are still keeping their jobs and still working. Yeah. But the other thing too, Tech, and this is where, um, like, I'll, I'll disagree with you on that, on that one as, as far as everybody uh, wanting to, you know, achieve that, you know, the top level of Maslow's pyramid there, uh, the self-actualization. Not everybody wants to play music. Not everybody has the talent to expand the horizon. And a lot of Correct. people would really love nothing more than to just sit on their ass, eat Doritos and play video games. I 24 seven eat Doritos. I can't stand them anymore. It's just <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's, it's just, but my point is, is that it sounds great. It, it, it sounds, you know, so Star Trek utopian. It's beautiful. It, it sounds awesome. Right. But it ain't going to happen. It's not going it, it, to happen. It, it, one is probably there's the statistical chance of it happening in our lifetime is pretty much slim to none. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is that even like this could it happen way into the future? A whole lot of things would have to go right. A whole lot of things would have to go right. And and one Humanity, major thing would have to go wrong, and that would be. Um, we'd also need a reduction in the human population. Precisely. We'd also have to have uh, people become a lot more emotionally mature. Bingo. War, war would have to go bye-bye. Uh, yeah. And, of course, resources. We'd have to have a system of importing and exporting necessary resources as need all over wherever they're needed, whenever they're needed. And, see, in that, you mentioned emotional maturity. Mm -hmm. 
and that circles us right back to where we are with the whole poor sportsmanship thing is that we have degraded in that respect. Like I said, like we started out with, we were a society where discourse, decorum, and respect was a thing. Now, it's, like I said before, it's internet blood sports. It's ad hominem attacks everywhere. It's, um, it's if you're it, not with me, you're against me. Yeah, and it's also comedians that are just so goddamn tasteless. Like, there was one... Um, Oh God, she, she was, um, she did the, the white house correspondence dinner and she like told some really cringy jokes. Uh, what the hell was her name? Wolf something. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Uh, she had a Netflix special or a, net, a Netflix show. She did a couple of episodes and it was canceled. And I'm pretty sure that if George Carlin were alive today, he would have walked on that stage and backhanded her as hard as he possibly could because her jokes were that bad. But that's just me. <laughs> well, what I'm hoping for is to see a swing back the other way. That's um, called the reverse bitch slap. No, I'm hoping to see. <laughs> I'm hoping to see the pendulum swing, you know, swing back from things being this extreme. Well, you know, um, to going back the other way. Yeah, all I can say to that is uh, I've got one perfect solution. Uh, Ms. Ocasio Cortez can no longer be in politics because I got I got to tell you she's not helping our side. But that's just me. Uh, uh, wait, who? All I'm saying is that um, you want the pendulum to swing the other way. You want to get that individual out of office. You want to uh, sort of bring things back around. Um, get a leader and get one that actually is going to unite the Democratic Party under a banner of common sense, rational thought, and good sportsmanship? I, I have one of those. He's just not prominent enough. I hope yeah. he will be in well, time. This, uh, this Ocasio-Cortez, she was the one that um, yeah. she's advocating no borders, uh, no nation, no flag, no USA. Uh, she She's so far to the left, even lefties are going, you're too far left. Well, you want someone like uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Um, he okay. is the guy that had run for uh, the NC chair. Mm -hmm. uh, young mayor from South Bend. He's 36 years old. Uh, saw a very good speech that he gave yesterday in Illinois. And uh, he's on the right track. He would be one of the ones to do it. Um, wow. he's, he's the mayor nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, like, could could he potentially get the boost from the DNC to uh, to take a run for it? I think he's I think he's working on it. He's trying to. He's getting some more recognition and things like that. Uh, he's like on the very outskirts of the millennial generation, so he understands where they're coming from. But he's not your typical, you know, millennial. Uh, very so, well educated, very well spoken. He's done a miracle with South Bend as far as bringing it back from uh, you know, being a dying town to actually growing and so, uh, becoming so, a center of data analytics and things like that. He's, he's really, he's amazing. Yeah. I, and I, I would love to have him uh, make a run for POTUS. I don't think he would be ready in 2020, but probably about 2024. Well, first he's, he's got to get the, he's got to get the DNC leadership first. 
Well, I would like to see him do that and uh, possibly run as a senator or maybe as governor of Indiana. But he is really impressive, and he is the type of person that would be the ideal, you know, uh, well, party. I was, I was going to say, y'all had Pence, so you got nowhere to go but up, really. Oh, that's true. But, <laughs> I mean, but he really could unite people. He makes a lot of sense, and he's not very combative. You know, he's... I think people would love him if they actually knew him. You know, that's kind of making me wonder now. Maybe Indiana did vote for Trump just to get Pence the hell out of their state once and for all. We wanted him gone. Well, that's yes. kind of my point. And it kind of anyway. backfired, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't mean to foist him on the rest of the country. I'm so sorry. Uh, a little bit more diluted that way. Anyway, uh, we're getting we're getting pretty close to it. I've got a, I've got a thing that closes out with uh so anybody uh anybody got anything else that they want to finish off with at this point before i go ahead and, and throw something at you i can't wait for next week oh tell me about it uh, we don't have time to tell you about it you'll have to wait till next week yeah uh-huh. stay tuned folks <laughs> it's gonna get good yeah. or All bad right. depending on how you look at it all right. So with that, then let me uh, let me go ahead and close you guys out with something. There are going to be another people who are uh, very familiar with this, and I will admit that I'm stealing a bit. Sorry, it's an old bit, but it's kind of funny because when I got to uh, when I got to talking to a buddy of mine earlier today, I uh, I referenced this bit, and it just seems you know it just seems right. Once I saw this guy on a bridge about to jump, and I said, don't do it. He said, nobody loves me. I said, God loves you. Do you believe in God? He said, yes. I said, are you a Christian or a Jew? He said, Christian. I said, me too. Protestant or Catholic? He said, Protestant. I said, me too. What what franchise? He said, Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? Baptist. He said, Northern Baptist. Me too. Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region or Northern Conservative Baptist Eastern Region? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1879 or Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1912? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1912. <laughs> I said, die, heretic, and pushed him off. <clears throat> there is a point where we really need to take a look and see why we're objecting to somebody else. And this is an old bit. This goes back to the 80s. And for anybody that's wondering, Emo Phillips, not the greatest of comedians in the world, but This is a piece of genius. We need to look at what's going on with the people that we're disagreeing with and really honestly look at it and say, I disagree for a good reason. And you're not a bad person because we disagree. No matter what you say. After all, we can get away with saying, you're a bad person, I disagree with you. 
not because I disagree with what your position is, but because you're a literal fucking Nazi. Oh, wait. That does go into all of what you just said anyway. Yeah. I can disagree with you on good terms with my conscience. There are times when we have to be completely on the opposite side of somebody's argument. But that's very, very rare. Actually think about what it is that you're disagreeing about and what other people are disagreeing with you over. See if it's actually worth going to war over. All right, Sonny? Joey gets that reference right there. I really, really, very much hope so. But uh, that's yes, that's that's for another. Which is why we stay out of New Jersey. It's exactly. <laughs> so as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We hope that you had yourself a great time listening to all of our positions and found something worthwhile in all of them to kind of think about. So as always, we thank the panel for being out with us. Unredo Tech, thank you very much for your time this morning and. Uh, you have yourself a good sleep, because Lord knows I bet you're ready for it. Oh, God, yeah. I'm definitely ready for it. You get up your sleep, because you're going to need it for next weekend. Yes, sir. But thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure. Joey, I'm so glad you caught that reference. I, I, I knew you were just all of a sudden kind of looking around going, I get that. I get that reference. Take, take the gun. Leave the canola, or take the canola. Leave the gun, take the canola. Close enough. <laughs> One of the few good reasons for using duct tape. Double, d- double wrap. Du- Never mind. There's a whole of that. You have yourself. Good morning. Rest well, if and or when you get around to it. Thanks for your time, man. Tell him it was just business. Close enough. Bridget, of course. Thank you very much. You're one of the last ones out, but you were one of the first ones in, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You have yourself a good morning, and uh, thank you ever so much. You're welcome. Are, are you are you looking at me in the little corner over there? <laughs> you know what I'm doing over here? If you want to find my musings, you can find me on my, on my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Thank you very much. It's like pulling teeth, man. It's like pulling teeth. I know. Every I, time. Some people don't like don't, to overly uh, promote care. themselves. I don't care. <laughs> it's one of the few times when people don't have too much of a choice in the matter. True. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Alan, thank you very much for your time. You, you, you have a great and fun and wonderful morning for yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be... Um, we're going to be putting the hazy in those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer to this week. Um, I'm hoping for that thunderstorm, though. I really am. <laughs> yeah, didn't happen yet, huh? No. Um, I mean, it's been fairly cool today, but uh, definitely no um, no thunder boomers yet. But there's still tomorrow. Excuse me. Uh, as for myself, of course, I do the curation of the audio version of this show over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And for again, uh, like Bridget, when I've got those musings that uh, maybe don't quite fit into this, but maybe just, you know, fit into my own warped little world, you can catch me over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Thank you much, man. Uh, and for, uh, for for the folks that are 
unaware of it for whatever reason. Uh, the the dust and everything that we were talking about earlier is kind of caught up over through Calgary. And uh, Dallin was even saying last night that they were looking for uh, thunderstorms to kind of take some of that crap out of the air and and, and everything. And not just yet. Mm. But uh, we're, we're hoping, uh, for what it's worth, by the way, uh, for those of you that are all up in arms about the whole global warming no it's it's climate change because over here today in buffalo in the middle of summer it was 21 celsius 70 degrees fahrenheit where the last last couple of years we've been in the you know 90 plus range yeah let's just go ahead and remind you it's called change not heating or cooling, it's aberrant change. Yeah, and the double, 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 double down is happening. Yeah, but that's uh, that's a whole other thing. So uh, I promise I will not be bringing in a snowball from outside for next week's show, okay? <laughs> You're welcome. As always, everybody, if you would like to catch up on all of our stuff, as was mentioned, yes, Take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. All the social notes are available over there. And the uh, download link, of course. If you'd like to send us a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554-859-428-554. Uh, I have gotten a couple of phone calls through there. Robocalls. Yeah. Please get in touch with us by hitting nine at the pause because we would like to contact you. But, you know, uh, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I am not refinancing a mortgage because I don't have a mortgage. <laughs> nice try, though, guys. A for effort. At least you got a good voice actor for your phone line, you know, whatever. It, anyway. Uh, slap. Mm, yeah, as soon as we can come up with... Um, Hammer Boy. over IP. That would that would be great. <laughs> you know, we we could probably get that thing kickstarted a hell of a lot easier than the water seeker. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> anyway, and um, we'll be looking forward to talking to you guys again uh, next week. As was mentioned, um, I don't know if we are going to make specifically a not safe for work. We probably will, considering what's going to end up happening. And yes, the last not uh, safe for work I did set age restricted because I, I really I should would, for those. I honestly would suggest the whole age restriction and not safe for work for next week. Yeah. Just um, because of the nature of the topic. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's probably a really good idea. Uh and one last item before we uh before we go. Shauna, uh you know, the the guys over there in the live chat, Shauna. And uh, Stephanie, uh, thank you guys. Uh, Felis was there earlier, so thank you. Um, Shauna, there was there was the last item that you would put over there, and I, I hope that you are still listening. I want time to read every book I can lay my hands on. The idea of being able to read everything that you can, and maybe just that, and still pull in a universal paycheck or universal income sorry i don't see something wrong with that because what will you do 
with a mind that is so enriched with new information, you will find a way to use it and probably to teach and to enrich other minds. You become a teacher. You give back to society in a different way. Just because it's all rainbows and roses doesn't mean it's wrong. So with that, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Again, it will be a really hot topic. So please, please know that in advance. Hot topic. Oh, if only it were just that. <laughs> anyway, we got to get on out of here. And uh, yeah, Tech, I see it up over there. He's got the, uh, he's got the, the, Big blue hat, make racism wrong again. Yeah, I like that idea. And uh, Shona's Shona's saying, I am, I do teach actually. Well, yes, you, but somebody else in the same kind of position, you get the idea. I'm just kind of covering my own ass right about now. <laughs> and we need to get out of here because uh, I've got a couple of, uh, I got a couple of things I got to put into the show notes, but yeah, sleep is uh, sleep is fast approaching. So, with that, you'll have yourselves a good week. Please stay safe. I know we're getting close to the end of the summer, so remember, there are a lot of school districts that are starting up. Some already have. Don't do anything stupid with a school bus. Please. Please. We'll see you all again next week. And don't push any of your friends off bridges. Unless they richly deserve it. Until the next time, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. He's going to be 16 this week. Until the next time we get together, everybody, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.